0: On the fence about joining Patreon? Let us tell you about some of the fun things this includes. Each month, you club members will get an extra episode where we will update you on previously covered cases, true crimes in the headlines, and a suggested spooky, murdery, or all-around weird something we've read, watched, or are currently binging.
1: With your membership, you will also get Patreon-exclusive merch, as well as videos of some episodes that we record. So how do you join? Go to patreon.com slash unitedstatesofmurder and select which membership you'd like to join. After joining, we will give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. We'll mail you some stickers and all of our content will be available to you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This podcast may contain
0: adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not so nice things. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) i <laughs> I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This
1: week is our spooky Halloween episode. So buckle up and join us as we discuss the true stories behind two of the most haunted places in America. Torture is defined as the infliction of
0: severe physical or mental pain and suffering for a purpose such as extracting information, coercing a confession, or inflicting punishment. But sometimes, there's a much more sinister reason, something much darker and more disturbing. This is what nightmares are made of. What's that, you ask? Because I can. Which is what the monster in my story supposedly told her victims. I'm going to take you way back for this one. Almost 200 years, to be exact, to New Orleans and a wealthy, sadistic socialite. A warning to our listeners before I begin. If you're squeamish, skip ahead, because this one's a doozy. If you're still with me, buckle up, bitches. This is the story of Madame LaLaurie. Delphine McCartay was born in 1787 and came from a wealthy, well-known family. They owned a lot of land and a lot of slaves. Her parents came to New Orleans via France. And when she turned 14, her parents married her off to a Spanish government official who was 34. Lacey's snarling her nose. That's not unusual back in those days. How old was she? She was 14. Ugh. He was a widow, and his wife actually died on the journey to America. At 19, Delphine was pregnant with her first child, and then right before she gave birth, her husband died in a shipwreck off the coast of Havana. She actually named this baby girl after her late husband's wife who had passed away. Next, she married a Frenchman who was an attorney, slave trader, and smuggler. All those red flags, sister. Come on Mm -hmm. now. She has four kids with this guy. But then he dies. Then her mother dies and leaves her and her brother some land and some money. Her father passed away soon after that and left her more money and more land. She also inherited slaves. These slaves did everything for the widow Delphine. Then she meets a guy from France, a doctor named Louis LaLaurie, who was 25.
1: How old was she at this point? 38! Okay. I'm not going to say anything about
0: 25-year-olds. If you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, he specialized in back deformities. Which was pretty cutting edge. He used these contraptions that would elongate their spines, which mm. was pretty painful. But, again, cutting edge for that time. And that's how the two met. One of Delphine's daughters had scoliosis or oh. something going on with her back. And so, so a romance blossoms. And by romance, I mean she got knocked up. Mm-hmm. And right after the baby was born, they got married. So this was her sixth crit. Okay. She actually made him sign a prenup, saying that she Mm. was in control of all the assets. I mean, it was all hers. Anyways. Yeah. So, which was super uncommon for that time.
1: So, not long after
0: these two were married, rumors began swirling that she was terribly cruel to her slaves. She actually went to court once, but nothing happened. You know, wealthy, white privilege and all. In 1831, a mansion was built at Royal and Hospital Street, and Delphine wanted it. She sold some property and purchased this giant house. Her and Louis fought all the time, and he begins to distance himself from her. They throw these lavish parties, and she is quite the New Orleans socialite. Delphine is very polite and sweet, even to her slaves, at least in front of the partygoers. Her favorite was a coachman named Bastien. He was treated very well. He was well-fed. And in exchange, he was her tattletale.
1: He would run and tell
0: Delphine anything the slaves did wrong. He even told on her own children who would sneak and feed the slaves who were starving. He was often seen with Delphine in public. So the townspeople just assumed that's how she treated all of her slaves. Wrong. So one day, the neighbors see a little slave girl around eight years old named Leah running from Delphine, who was carrying a whip. She runs up the stairs and out onto the roof of the house where Delphine follows her, threatening to beat her. She jumps to her death. This baby would rather die than face another beating by this horrible woman. Delphine picks up the broken little body and buries her on the property. Police come and find several emaciated slaves and take all nine of them and then resell them. Delphine sends her family to buy them and bring them back to her. (sighs) I mean, can you imagine how hopeless and horrifying? I mean, these people think they're rescued and then they're brought right back to the woman who has been beating. I mean, it's hell on earth. So Delphine and Louis still fighting. Can't imagine why he didn't go along with his punk ass wife. And then he finally leaves, but returns and was home on April 10th, 1834, when a terrible fire broke out. This fire started in the kitchen by a slave woman who was chained to the stove. And like that little sweet baby who jumped to her death, this woman would rather burn alive than endure another minute of torture. The fire soon spreads throughout the upper levels of the mansion. Smoke starts billowing out the windows and the neighbors all run over to help. So, 200 years ago, there's not 911. No. And the volunteer firemen don't have the fire trucks we have today. So, they're there with their buckets of water and the neighbors trying to get the belongings out of the mansion. And someone says, where, where are your slaves? And they were basically told, Don't worry about it. Mind your own business. They said, Nah, and began searching the house. They came upon a locked door that led to the attic and broke it down after they were denied the keys. What they found inside was straight the fuck out of an Eli Roth movie. Slaves were found chained to walls Mm. and makeshift operating tables. Buckets of body parts were strewn around the room. One woman had excrement shoved in her mouth and then sewn shut. Another had her stomach sliced open and her intestines wrapped around her body. A male slave had a hole drilled in his head and a stick stuck in the hole where she would stir his brains up. Men had their fingernails ripped off and their genitals cut off. Most were near death. They wore spiked collars that held their heads in static positions. One woman was in a cage and her limbs had been broken and reset at odd angles, so she resembled a crab. Oh my gosh. Another had her arms cut off and had been skinned in a circular pattern to resemble a human caterpillar. There were people who had been disemboweled and their organs thrown over their backs like backpack. Horrible. It's a
1: house of horrors. A
0: hundred percent. So the doctors come and take them away to the jail where they are treated and fed, and they were basically put on display, and almost 4,000 people came by to gawk at these poor slaves who were near death. Seeing this, the townspeople were pissed off. They become enraged. They go to the Lawlerie mansion, but it was too late. She had fled. They tore the house to pieces. They were really complete. They, they were horrified. Yeah. Madame Lawlerie had made her way to Mobile, Alabama, then New York, and eventually France, where she lived until she died in 1849 at the age of 69. She never returned to New Orleans, and she never paid for her crimes. So the mansion sat vacant for many years after she fled and the neighbors said they often heard screams and cries at night like people were in agony. Apparitions of slaves were often seen roaming the grounds and on the balconies at night. Vagrants would sometimes come and stay in the abandoned house and people claimed they would just disappear. They would never see him again. In 1837, Charles Cafin bought it, but he only lasted three months. He remodeled it And that's the house that you see today in New Orleans. He fled the house saying he heard constant cries and screams. Some claim they had been attacked by a black man in chains. He tried to rent the rooms, but they never stayed longer than a couple nights. And then finally he abandoned it altogether and it fell into disarray. In 1888, it was restored again. It has been a library, a high school, and even an all-girls school. This is when more ghostly physical assaults began to come to light. The young girls would come up to their teachers with tears running down their face and their sleeves rolled up showing where their arms had been scratched. The teachers would demand to know who was doing this to them and they would all say, that woman. These girls weren't old enough to know the whole story and I'm sure they weren't telling these little girls who were 6, 7, and 8 what had taken place 100 years before. I hope not. It was a furniture store at one point, but that didn't last long either. Each night the owner would lock up, and the next morning the furniture would be covered in a dark liquid that smelled horrible. He thought someone was coming in and vandalizing, so he stayed one night and no one came. The next morning, the furniture again was covered in this dark liquid, and he just nope the fuck out and abandoned it. Mm. Other people have lived there from time to time, and there are stories of family pets dying mysteriously inside the house, children claiming to be chased by a woman with a whip, and the screams and groans of people that aren't there, not in the flesh anyways. The most notable owner of this haunted mansion was Nicolas Cage, who purchased it in 2007 for $3.5 million. He only stayed one night there, though. The screams were too much for him, and he was gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> oh my God. After this oh my God. his luck turned to shit <laughs> and in 2009 the house goes into foreclosure.
1: Oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage let it go into foreclosure? For real?
0: He blames the LaLaurie curse. I blame shitty movies like Ghost Rider.
1: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I liked him in Wicker Man, but mm-hmm. Wicker Man was the
0: weirdest movie.
1: He has a pyramid tomb in New Orleans. I I mean, at Mm. least he did at one point, yeah, where he wants to be buried. He's a weird cat, but I dig it. In all seriousness, though,
0: today the house is still there at 1138 Royal Street in the French Quarter. You cannot go inside, but you can go on one of the many walking ghost tours that go by there and soak up some history for yourself. People have claimed to see orbs and photos taken in front or see apparitions in the window. This is one of the most disturbing cases that I've researched, and I find it only fitting to end with a quote from the newspaper that reported this terrible crime. Language is powerless and inadequate to give a proper conception of the horror, so we shall not attempt it, but rather leave it to the reader's imagination to picture what it was. These slaves were property of a demon in the shape of a woman, whom we mentioned at the beginning of this article. They had been confined by her for several months in the situation where they have thus been rescued. They have been kept in existence to prolong their suffering and to make them taste all the most refined cruelty that she could inflict. Awful.
1: She's a monster.
0: She's a mo- Like, seriously? I mean, being disemboweled is awful. But reading about that baby that's the same age as Max, jumping to her death. Because she didn't want to get whipped again.
1: Well, especially if she saw what everyone else upstairs- Well, they knew. Ugh.
0: The woman who was chained to the stove had, you know, they asked her, like, why did you start this fire? And she was like, I know what happens when they go to the attic. They never come back, and we hear them. She didn't know. She could just imagine.
1: Have you been by her house before? Probably
0: I've been in New Orleans a bunch of times, but I'm just you drinking need... hand grenades and trying not to get <laughs>
1: pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a well, nutshell. <laughs> I've been by her house. You know, you can't go inside of it. I think mm-hmm. it's a private residence mm-hmm. now. A
0: company out of a company. There's yeah. an LLC out of Texas
1: that owns mm-hmm. it. So you can't, they don't do ghost tours. Nothing like that, but I've still you're able to stand out there, look at it, and I've touched it and you know, all the see you giby, giby things. Mm-mm. Nothing weird happened to me. But you're just touching it. Well, it doesn't
0: nothing works. Will you stop? Something really bad's gonna happen to you one day because you
1: keep saying,
0: Nothing ever happened, I never
1: get a ghost. But I've also been closer to Halloween and they had decorations inside. Probably
0: a bad judgment on their part for hanging anything inside the house. That's, no.
1: I love New Orleans. I haven't been there since pre-COVID. We used to go I haven't been every year and I love it so much. It's one of my favorite places. It's there just, I don't know. I love it there.
0: Have you ever been to uh, Marie Laveau's grave? You know, they have a big I've never tour. been to the
1: graveyard.
0: And you're supposed to leave a, like a token of... Something there, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things, and nobody touches it. Like you think people come steal? Like there's cash laying out. Really? Mm-hmm. She's the voodoo. Lady, She's the voodoo correct. queen. Yes. yes. And if you watched American Horror Story: mm-hmm. The Coven, mm-hmm.
1: it has both
0: Marie Laveau and Actually Madame LaLaurine Enjoyed that season. That's my favorite. That's one. my favorite season.
1: So shocker.
0: So, but even in the movie, the or the TV show, the American Horror Story
1: that the torture that
0: Mm. Oh,
1: it's I hate torture. I do too. I don't like it. I do too. Like like Hostel, Saw, right? Only Eli watch. Roth, some of those, yeah. But the torture just really is not my my jam. Mm-mm. I but like the it. extreme gore, I don't. Mm-mm. Oh
0: gosh, I like a boogeyman. I like you to have an axe or a chainsaw or a knife or. Piano wire, mm-hmm.
1: but you don't want to watch them like. I don't want to you to st- for three minutes. I don't solid. need you to yeah. stir
0: their brains. Yeah. drill oh. a hole.
1: That stuff just, I'm, I'm squeamish, so I don't like that. So, what do you think? Some people think that
0: she obviously didn't do this on her own. Some people think her husband, who was the doctor, was part of this. Ooh, I
1: never even thought about that. And he might
0: have. He claims to have nothing to do with it, but some people think that. I don't know. It was some kind of weird science experiment because he did mess with backs and bones and stuff. So
1: It's not completely far-fetched. That's not too far-fetched.
0: Maybe she was just an asshole. But none of this stuff... She definitely sucked. Yeah, she sucked real hard. But none of this stuff happened until after she married him. Her first two, I Hmm. mean, so... And then some people I read thought that maybe she acted this way towards the slaves because she... Her dad had a child with one of his slaves, and I guess that was pretty common back then and also in her family that I know she had several cousins who were biracial, and she had a half-sister. But then other reports say that she loved her half-sister, so it's very mm. conflicting. So they, they're they like, well, that's not what it is because, you know, when her father passed away, this half-sister got money and land, and she was a free
1: why is that crow <sighs> aggressively clawing at the window? Because he's, while like, you're telling this he's story? like, it's it's
0: enough. It's Lacey's turn. Girl.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: But it's just horrible enough that people owned actual human beings, which makes me nauseated. Yeah. Yeah. But then to torture them,
1: and, uh, no, I can't. Mm-mm.
0: It's awful. Terrible.
1: She's a despicable
0: person. Like they said in the newspaper, a demon in the shape of a woman. Pretty much. Also played by Kathy Bates, by the way, who See, I love.
1: That's, I can only think of Kathy Bates. I know. Her picture, her image just sticks with me. I don't know what the real. I love Kathy Bates. I don't know why she always plays. Oh, God. Misery. This. I have a tangent before I get to my story. I love New Orleans, as I've said, but there's a lot of voodoo shops, boutiques, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. In downtown, one time we went to a place. I can't remember the name of it. It's called Vampire boutique or something it's spelled with p y r the n the old school vampire anyway so i drag sam with me because he sure he was loving he us. does not like spooky stuff that's why we've <laughs> never been to the cemeteries the museum of death he doesn't like, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. So if we need a girl's trip. You and I trip. need to go. We need a girl's that, trip. Yes, I'm looking like, right oh, now. I'm
0: travelocitying this Travelocity.
1: right now. They're not our sponsor. <laughs> but <laughs> they call should us. be. <laughs> I know. But um, we went to this vampire boutique shop and we are just roaming around and the woman greeted us and, you know, said, hey, if you need any help, blah, 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 blah. So we're just roaming around and... While we're in there, another woman walks in, and she's kind of dressed in gothic outfit, I guess. The girl that's running the cash register whispers to her and hands her a card and says, we're having, there's a, what is it, a speakeasy? Like a, Mm -hmm. we're having a private speakeasy. You're invited. Mm -hmm. There were strangers, but she invited Mm -hmm. it, and she's like, it's a vampire speakeasy type thing. And I was trying really hard to listen in. She was like, Here's the information. Da, da, da. And I'm like,
0: Why didn't I get invited? I mean, because you look like Goldilocks.
1: <laughs> I would have totally got invited. <laughs> I'm wearing a black wig the next time I'm on the show. Wig. Like, All I want to do is get Anastasia invited. Beaverhausen. <laughs> All I want is to get invited to that.
0: Have you ever been to like a super secret speakeasy like that? I've been to a couple. A couple. Where you have to like, you knock and they slide the thing and you have that password. And,
1: and Well, Denver. Uh, has a bookstore and you go in <gasps> so and, and you sh- Chicago it. Chicago has a record store and it does a thing where it opens it up. Yes, it's so cool. Chicago yeah. has a record store like that. that. Yeah, and you
0: then you to- you go down the stairs and behind mm-hmm. the, it's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. I love speakeasies. I do too. That's one of my favorite. And they have a limited number. I mean, I feel you feel important. special even though you're really not. Anyway, but yeah, we love a speake We we need to go to one of those. I love New Orleans. I want to go back. Stat.
0: I'm planning our trip.
1: Well, I'll go with you. Well, I hope so. I have a thousand things
0: on my list that Sam was
1: like, wanna mm, be. I'm a
0: cemetery. Lover. We're leaving the sponge, the fun
1: sponge at home. <laughs> He'll watch a sports game. He'll watch no, a what is that we're not team? Even taking him. The Saints. I don't know what is
0: that team. She says. <laughs> I don't know. We don't watch sports ball. We just want to talk about murders. We're Not sportsy girls. We Sorry. are not.
1: Anyway, on that note, what's your story about? So today, I'm also going to cover an allegedly haunted place with a sinister past. I love it. I'm going to be talking about the Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. I've been there, but I don't know the story
0: behind it. I wasn't Do panicking. you really not? Again, I was just drinking and trying not to get pregnant. <laughs>
1: God. Did you go on a ghost tour? I mean... You, you don't know. remember. You That's might. Fine. You might say that. You might say that. Oh my gosh. Well, I've been many times, too. It's a beautiful hotel. It is very, very it's cool. It's really nice. I mean, it's a, it's a really nice place, and the grounds are really pretty. Yerka Springs is really cool. It's actually one of my favorite small towns in Arkansas. It's quirky, eclectic. I like all the big houses. Yeah, it has an interesting history, too. It's considered a Victorian resort village and was originally called the Magic City and later the Stair Step Town. Really? Yeah, because of the mountainous terrain and all of the winding up and down paths of its streets and walkways.
0: Yeah, the roads have suck. Have you noticed that? The roads suck up there.
1: Well, so all of the streets are winding and the roads have no right angles and there are no traffic lights. I hate driving there. Now <laughs> no. that
0: you mention it.
1: I love Eureka Springs, but it's very narrow and it's winding. It's. I'm going to give you a little history on the city because that is important to the overall story. There are over 60 natural springs within the city limits, and Native American legends tell of a great healing spring in the Eureka Springs area. The hills and valleys of the area are ancestral lands of the Osage Nation, and the Delaware and Shawnee people also lived in the area before they were forcibly removed.
0: So you know it's going to have some kind of spooky something (sighs) with all the Indian Mm -hmm. burial grounds.
1: The European Americans also believed that the springs had healing powers, and they described the waters of the springs as having magical powers. Dr. Alva Jackson was credited in American history with locating the spring, and in 1856 claimed the waters of the Basin Spring had cured his eye ailments. I didn't know for sure what kind of eye ailments he had, but he claimed... What, you just have, like, floaters? I don't know. Near it, it didn't say. I don't know. So, meh, you know. Dr. Jackson established a hospital in a local cave Nope. <laughs> during the Civil War and used the waters from the Basin Spring to treat his patients. Yeah, very strange. So, in 1879, Judge J.B. Saunders, a friend of Jackson, claimed that his crippling disease was cured by the spring waters. Saunders started promoting Eureka Springs to friends and family members across the state, and it created a boom town. It's like the fountain of youth. Yeah. I don't remember if they have one, but I know even Hot Springs, there's a place in downtown where you can just bring a jug and yeah. fill it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and so And tons of people do. Oh, yeah. It's always packed of people just filling up their milk jugs. jugs. Mm hmm. It's usually Have, you, have you ever done that? I haven't. Me either. The Crescent Hotel was built in 1886 as a resort for the rich and famous. Mm. Yeah, during its construction, an Irish stonemason named Michael fell to his death inside the grand building. Well, the resort did not work out, but was reopened in 1908 as a Crescent College and Conservatory for young women. It didn't take long before tragedy would strike again. A young woman fell or was pushed we don't know for sure, to her death from one of the top story windows. While this institution was closed in 1924, but reopened again in 1930 as a junior college. Didn't last long as this either. It closed in 1934. After that, it was leased as a summer hotel, but got another owner in 1937. In 1937, the Crescent was purchased by Norman G. Baker, who turned it into a hospital and health resort.
0: I don't like that. Do you know about him? No, but anything that they turn into some kind of health (sighs) resort sounds very...
1: Yeah, it's not good. He was a millionaire inventor and radio personality and called himself a doctor, even though he had absolutely no medical training whatsoever. In fact, he didn't make it past 10th grade. See, this is what I'm talking about. Norman ended up in Arkansas after he had been run out of his home state of Iowa. So let me tell you why. After Norman learned of an alleged cancer cure, he began promoting his very own cure. I'm using air quotes on the word cure because it was not one.
0: Duh. Yeah.
1: Norman Baker was operating the Baker Institute in Muscatine in April of 1930 and using his radio station as a way of advertising it. His cure for cancer, which was no surprise very expensive, consisted of injections of a mix of corn silk, watermelon seeds, clover, water, and carbolic acid. What? Yeah, and carbolic acid is also known as phenol. It's a powerful poison that can cause organ failure. And during the same time, the Nazis became using this exact same method, injections of carbolic acid to euthanize inmates in their concentration camp. So essentially his quote-unquote cure was exactly what the Nazis were using to kill people with. The Journal of American Medical Association published an article accusing Norman Baker of quackery, but Norman Baker, of course, denounced them. He spoke against medically trained doctors any chance he could get, He briefly fled to Mexico and operated a radio station there. His agenda was to promote his alleged cancer cure, and he even operated a hospital in Nuevo Laredo. Other than advertising himself, he played hillbilly-style music, and that's actually a genre. Hillbilly-style music was a real thing from 1922 to 1939. I feel like that's still a thing some people listen to. They changed it to like countries, but it's a specific style. When I heard hillbilly music, I, as an Arkansan, immediately knew what that meant. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what that is. (laughs) I I mean, it's not just country western, it's very specific. Anyway, he also loved going on tirades that were anti-Semitic and anti-Catholic. Oh, that's lovely. He was a weirdo. He also said, he was also said to broadcast live while having sex. With his mistresses. In summary, his radio station was a grand display of his douchebaggery. Jax agrees. Jax agrees. I'd also like to mention that he always dressed in fancy purple and lavender suits and even had a customized purple Franklin Roadster that had bulletproof glass. What? Yeah, he was obsessed with purple. In 1937, he decided to move to Arkansas and purchase the Crescent. The fact that nobody thought to question or
0: his license or his credentials just it blows
1: my mind. I feel like you could get away with anything. Back then. Back then. I mean, anything. Truly. In the beginning, he advertised a strict regimen of fresh air, healthy food, and exercise as the basis for his cancer treatment. hmm but he would give his patients an elixir that was mainly alcohol and watermelon. So hey. like a summer sangria. <laughs> it was a sangria. He was injecting Here, drink them this. with alcohol and Take watermelon. This. Take this shot. He spent about fifty grand renovating the crescent and of course painted the interior in carnival like colors, including lots of purple and lavender. He moved all of his staff along with a hundred and forty. Patients from his muscatine or muscatine center to Eureka Springs. This guy's a weirdo. Mm Mm-hmm. So with his promise to cure cancer and other ailments, of course, people flocked to his hospital. And a lot of these people even signed away their life savings because they thought, you know, this guy knows. It's really sad. Well, and they would do anything. Exactly. They think they're going to die. So it's kind of like, what do I have to lose? Well, it didn't even matter what disease they had. If they had cancer or something else. Ingrowing toenails. Anything. He would give every single patient the exact treatment. Injections with his watermelon elixir four times a day. Every day, except on Sunday. You know that shit burnt like penicillin. I mean, it's just like acid and watermelon seeds. It's, ugh. So, as I'm sure you can imagine, many people died while receiving his treatments. The employees also began noticing unusual things. Soon after it opened, Norman Baker had one entire wing of his hospital soundproofed and sealed off behind a door that was locked from the outside. It was simply labeled as a psychiatric wing, but the patients who didn't seem to be getting any better were sent there. Norma Baker also started declaring that patients were cured, even though it was clear to his staff they were in way worse shape than when they checked in. It was later discovered that these patients he sent home usually died within days. Some even died on the train rides home. <sighs> Rumors started circulating in Eureka Springs that he was conducting experiments on his patients in the basement morgue. It's confirmed that at least 44 patients died at the Baker Cancer Hospital during its 20-month stint. Since they had cancer or other fatal diseases, they didn't give any autopsies and no investigation was conducted into their deaths. So he was pretty much a serial killer that got away with it. He was arrested in 1939 on mail fraud charges. Mail fraud? Yep. Postal inspectors alleged that Norman had defrauded his victims out of nearly $4 million, which is close to $78 million in today's money. So that was a big deal. People don't learn that it's like, it's like taxes mm-hmm. and
0: post office shit. That's going to take <laughs> you down. I mean, look at Al Capone. He did oh, all those uh-huh. horrible, terrible things. And what did he go to prison for? Tax evasion. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Don't That's- fuck with the IRS or the USPS. It's like this guy basically killed people, but nope, there's mail fraud. Nope, don't you get in somebody else's mailbox, bitches. So in 1940, federal charges were filed against Norman for mail fraud, and he spent four years in prison. That's it. (laughs) Once he got out of prison, he tried to open up another research center in Iowa. Of course, he was denied, thankfully. Eventually, he gave up trying to open up another center and retired to live on his yacht. In Florida. He died in 1958 at the age of 75 from liver cancer. He should have injected himself with watermelon seeds. Right. He hated doctors, so he didn't want medical treatments, so he did go to the Battle Creek Sanitarium. The Crescent Hotel was left ownerless until 1946. And in the spring of 1946, the Crescent Hotel was purchased by John R. Constantine, Herbert E. Shutter, Herbert Byfield, and Dwight Nichols. On March 15, 1967, the hotel was nearly burned to the ground. In 1997, Marty and Elise Roenig purchased the Crescent Hotel for $1.3 million. They oversaw a six-year restoration and renovation of the hotel rooms. Marty died in a car crash in 2009, and Elise remains the hotel's current owner. Well, in 2017, a 62-year-old man named William Thomas fell to his death from a fourth-story balcony inside the hotel. This was determined to be an accident, and you might remember this. In 2019, a groundskeeper accidentally unearthed a cache of buried bottles containing human tissue just on the grounds outside. And that freaks me out because... How how would you... (sighs) Probably around that time. I mean, I've walked around the grounds, I've had Charlie out there in the woods and the trails, all around that place prior to 2019, and these are from Norman Baker's time. Anyway, state archaeologists identified them as having been Baker's, and it sparked renewed media attention, of course. Many of the bottles are now prominently displayed in the basement's former morgue, only accessible via one of the many ghost tours that are run out of the Crescent. Have you ever done a ghost tour? I've done my own ghost tour. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> you did your own. <laughs> They're so expensive, so you can just roam around and do your own thing. You're just not allowed in the basement, unless you're on a ghost tour. So, now for some spooky stuff. Several paranormal researchers, including the ghost hunters, have visited the Crescent and claim to have captured paranormal activity there. The cast claimed to see what they described as a full-body apparition... On their thermal imaging camera, visitors over the years have reported witnessing strange going-ons in the halls and rooms of the Crescent. Room 218, where Michael fell to his death, is supposedly the most haunted. Frequent reports of paranormal sightings, most often including doctors, nurses, and patients of the former hospital, make this one of the most haunted hotels in the United States. When That makes it really expensive. One of the managers also noticed a strange phenomenon during his nightly ghost tour. Multiple guests would get dizzy and grow faint, and some even passed out completely, at the same exact tour stop with no reasonable explanation. And when we were at the Fee House in Little Rock, our... Tour guide told us the same thing. On the balcony, there's a spot where a lot of people seem to get dizzy in the same spot for some reason. Some people have claimed to see children being huddled under the morgue's autopsy table, pleading for help. Oh my God! Yeah. There's a reoccurring spot of an employee in and around room 419, which is known as Theodora's room. Theodora was a valued employee under Baker. Guests and employees have reported seeing her outside the entrance of her room digging through her purse in search of her room key. Theodora is very opinionated, a tour guide said, and isn't afraid to show off. If she likes the guests in her room, she's been known to fold and hang their clothes and organize their spare change by denomination on the dresser. Girl, don't touch my change. If she doesn't, she'll reportedly pack the bags and stack them by the door. I need Theodora in my house. Listen. it's <laughs> like, get out. A tour guide said a four-year-old who died at the hotel has been heard bouncing a ball down the staircase on the second floor. So there are pretty much countless ghost stories that basically say the same thing. Like I said, I've been there several times, and I have personally never had a paranormal experience. In fact, the last time we went there, we were walking down one of the hallways. I can't remember which floor but all of a sudden, I want to say it was the fourth floor, but I could be wrong. One of Samuel's entire legs was hot. And he's like, man, my leg is really hot all of a sudden. Is it hot over here? So I went and stood where he was, and I didn't feel anything, of course. Mm-mm. He thought it was a coincidence or something, but he has never felt that before, and he's never felt that since. The, so the take that for what you will. The
0: would be like... I have a blood clot.
1: <laughs> well, it was. He, I have a DDT. He said it was almost like he walked by like a fire, and it was like warming him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay. Like he felt Ugh, really, no. really warm, mm-hmm. un- and it was his leg like, closest to the wall. Mm-mm, no and way. I went over there. I'm like, I don't feel it. And of course, I wasn't annoyed because nothing spooky ever happens <sighs> to me. Something really
0: fucking terrifying is going to happen to you because you keep. I don't on think so. Putting it in the universe. And I really wish you would stop.
1: I've been told I'm too desperate and it won't happen. <laughs> I, have too, have been told I'm too
0: desperate and it won't happen. <laughs> Different situation. <laughs> I've actually
1: been to, in Eureka Springs, they have an intrigue theater in an old church where they do a, uh, what's it called? An illusionist and a oh, very cool. psychic thing. But I debunked them very quickly and I was like, mmm,
0: oh, I won't call them out.
1: No, it was obvious. Bogus. It was obvious. I'm like, mmm, y'all. Well, not
0: to interrupt your story, but do you want to know what happened to me when I stayed the night
1: there? Yes, please.
0: So I had met a friend up there and we went out. da 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 Because da, da, they have cool bars in Eureka Springs. Mm-hmm. And so we took the room, went to bed. And in the middle of the night, it felt like somebody grabbed my foot and jerked my leg. I promise for you. For real? For real. Straight face right now. It Like, it woke me up. It it felt like if you were asleep in bed and I came up and grabbed your foot and just jerked your leg as hard as I could. Like, it jarred me awake. And so I, like, punched them. <laughs> like, <laughs> gave them a, a big frog in their back. Because I was like, why did you just do that? They were sound asleep. And, like, I sat up in bed and, like, turned on all the lights and was like, no, seriously. It felt like somebody just snatched my leg. Like do you remember we were, what floor you were on? Um... No, I don't remember. We were down the hall from the room that was supposedly the little boy, maybe? The little boy is supposed to have been in this room. Mm. Or in, like, the dresser drawers open and shut. But we were right down the hall. We had a plaque on the outside of our door that said so-and-so and 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 so-and-so, like a man and a woman's name.
1: But I don't think it was one
0: of the, like, haunted
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It was not. You and I need cool. to go back
0: and stay a night in room 418 Very pretty. And their brunch is good, and their Bloody Mary is fantastic. It's pet-friendly, and there are even resident
1: cats. Did you see the cats? I did see very... Oh, my gosh. All the little kitties. They, they were very cute. So I've only seen Jasper, but he's a gorgeous, fluffy tuxedo cat, and he was chilling on a Victorian couch near the fireplace. Upstairs, though, they have really good pizza, really good drinks. They're... Their drinks are super strong, they are, and they are not had, mad about it. They had one that was some type, it was based on Norman Baker, but it was some watermelon elixir, it was like a watermelon sangria, basically. But anyway, in the winter, they have an ice skating rink outside. I've never done Shut that up, really, yeah. They do mm-hmm. that's cool, it looks really neat. Something to me thinks ghosts don't come out around Christmas time. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, it only has to be fall. It's well, the only time they come out. I've been to the Stanley during Christmas time, and I didn't s- experience anything, but it was still creepy in a like, beautiful way. It's hard to explain. There's a ton of info out there. I got a lot of it from a great Medium article written by Delani Bartlett, Atlas Obscura, Historic Hotels, and more, which I'll add all of this in our show notes. And if you've ever had a haunted hotel experience, or just a haunted experience, anything, Spooky, haughty, whatever, email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com. We want to know about it. We really do. We say that every episode, and I feel like we only get like three people. Come on, people. But we love those three people. We love people. those three people 150%. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've never had anything creepy, but I've been to a lot of places. I've been to this hotel. I've been to the Stanley. I've been to the Eastern State Penitentiary. You're going to keep on. at something. Uh, I've been to the Driscoll Hotel in Texas. Nothing creepy, but they had the best bacon-wrapped dates with blue cheese. It wasn't scary, but it was delicious. (laughs) Not scary, but delicious. Yes. We went on a ghost tour a couple of weeks ago. It was at the Fee House in here in Little Rock, and it was with Arkansas X-Files.
0: They were a couple girls, women, Mm -hmm. and they were very cool.
1: Our tour guide was named Tara.
0: I'm glad you remember that because I was like, oh shit.
1: No, she was really cool. And while we were outside taking a break, she told us that, so she grew up in California and- The Night Stalker came into her house. Before the Night Stalker was caught, the Night Stalker went broke into her house and she-
0: Her sister- pulled her under the bed yes
1: and she was telling it was the same city i mean same time frame yeah everything that was so weird because we just went outside and we're like oh yeah we hosted a true crime podcast and then she's like oh oh let me tell you what happened (laughs) and we're i was not at all expecting well no in arkansas you don't think someone has a story about richard ramirez um no that was really freaky she told us about that and i got scared and had to leave ashley was freaking out
0: I, first of all, I just walked, I just left (laughs) and would not go back in the
1: house. So we were in the fee house and we were up in the attic. I was holding, I don't even know what it's called, an EMF thingy? Yes. Where it like goes, the numbers go up and down and we were all up there and she was trying to ask questions. Well, she had that voice box. She had like a hundred things. Yeah. It, it it basically...
0: Sounds like static, but mm-hmm. every now and then, like a word would come across. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes across is leave. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And Lacey's like,
1: no, don't leave. There's nothing going to happen. And I'm so
0: pits are sweating. My um, armpits are so. surprised. I'm about to have a panic. It's so I just. Okay, but you don't believe in demons. I do. Very much. It's the Catholic in me. I
1: don't blame you. No, I, I, res- I respect And so I respect she that. had
0: told us previously the night, that night, that there was a dark entity that had been seen mm-hmm. in the attic or had been known to be in the attic or some shit. It, it, enough for me to be like, mm. So, like, he's like, no, not me. no. <laughs> thundernuts over here and I'm like Heek. so then, then it says like a few little other words and then it says Run! See, I didn't hear run. I couldn't hear anything over my heart pounding.
1: That, okay, there was a, a teenage girl there that kept assuming that she knew what they were saying. She's like, "It's saying leave, run." And I'm like, "It's saying Lacy, stay. I have something to tell you." It's saying, like "Let's it's, stop assuming
0: things." No, it's as soon as somebody said, "Oh, it says run," I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna she, go." And then as I'm walking, because I have to walk down the attic stairs through the this house floor. was
1: pitch black,
0: no electricity, down the stairs. Through the third floor, or the second floor, to the stairs, down, to the first. And I'm all alone, and then there's no lights besides myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, what have I done?
1: Oh, now there's no one.
0: And then I have to go outside and just wait. And Lacey is a terrible partner because she a never addict. came out to check <laughs> until well, okay until it was over. I wanted to be I, up there by myself. Well, And then I got outside and was like... Something could get me. Some booger could come get me right now, and no one almost got in my car and locked the
1: oh door. Oh my gosh! I I nope the fuck out. I was like, mm, nope. Mm-mm. So I still had that device that she let me hold. So I was just kind of holding it to the side, like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I was up there by myself completely. No fucking was way. Was excited about that. I'm no. like, finally, these teenagers. I love teenagers. And Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gone. They're not like screaming. So I was up there and I turned on my my phone because I am a skeptic but I'm I'm open. So I had on my uh video recorder and I was like, you know, hey, I'm Lacy and If you want to say something, give me... I was doing all my (laughs) things. She's that girl. I'm that girl. (laughs) In the movies. I'm that girl in the movies. It was pitch black. So it's supposed to be on zero if nothing's happening. And Mm -hmm. it would go up all the way to five. So I'm like, talk to me. Give me a sign you're here. Nothing ever did. Nothing ever did. I took a bunch of pictures. I didn't see anything, feel anything, or hear anything. I'm not saying nothing happens in that house, but I did not have an experience. Well. All I had to hear was it said run. And
0: I'm like, I'm not going to be a statistic.
1: I'm not going to be the girl
0: in the movies that's like, let's run and hide in the barn. In, okay, and in my defense, when I left, we'd already been there like two hours. Yeah, it was We a had long, been there a long. It was a long time. time. We had
1: done a. I was through. eating Skittles, Funyuns. She the, had I all the just, snacks. <laughs>
0: I'm having nervous breakdown. i was just
1: having a nervous breakdown, and I'm like, oh, Lacey's got popcorn funyuns. crumbs on her chest. She's just
0: does not care. I'm funyuns in the attic. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. We, but it was cool that we got to go through all the different rooms and use the EMF and the voice thing. She had so many gadgets. She had a lot of gadgets. I it mean, was very cool. She had at
1: least like 10 things. I don't know a name of any of them. I highly recommend a paranormal investigation. It was really fun. It was very Regardless cool. if I didn't feel a certain thing or whatever, I'm glad I did it. It was, I would recommend it. It was interesting. Same. And it's marked off our bucket list. It's marked off our bucket list. What's next?
0: What's our weird shit we're going to do next? We we did a ghost hunt. Now what? Okay. Well,
1: I want those little tongs she had. What are those called? I don't know. Sticks. They're just like metal they? sticks and she was asking questions and they were crossed. Dowsing rods. That's what, Is that what they were I'm like, let me hold those. And Lacey's like
0: whispering, she's a cross. <laughs> I'm like, shh, shh, eat your funyuns.
1: Well, she didn't let anyone else hold those. and It did look very
0: suspect. I, We're not saying she was she, great. She was fantastic. And I'm not saying that it didn't
1: Yeah, really But I'm cross. just saying, I'm like, well, what if I was holding those? Would that happen with me? You she's know what like, I mean? nobody's touching these. Anyway, it was fun. I recommend Maybe it. Maybe Santa
0: will bring you some dowsing rods. Dowsing <laughs> rod, If you're a good girl.
1: <laughs> it's like, she's someone in diamonds.
0: <laughs> no. No demons.
1: Oh, I watched a s- supposed scary movie last night called... It was like a um, 2013 movie. I watched The
0: Dark and Grim, I think is the name of it, on Netflix with Max Sunday snuggled up in his bed, which was... It's a cartoon and it's very Shrek-like. And I thought, oh my God, Max is almost eight. He likes scary movies. This is really cutesy. Let's watch it. It went dark quick. Little girl cuts her finger off. Hansel and Gretel. Gretel cuts her finger off. Uses the bloods everywhere. She's trying to unlock the door with her finger bone. I mean, it just, it says it's rated. It says it's like seven.
1: Oh, it's the movie I watched last night is Coherence. It was from 2013. It wasn't bad, but it was it was like a mind bender. And the whole time I'm like, wait, what's happening? It was okay. I haven't seen a new to me movie yet that really has freaked me out. So give us your suggestions. I don't know. Ashley likes a slasher boogeyman. I need a monster. And I like slow burns. No, I don't want a slow burn. But a good one. Give me The Lodge. The Witch. Nope. A movie with Carrie with Russell in it called The Antlers. Hoping it would be streaming since because of COVID, most movies are now. It's only in theaters. Antlers? It's called Antlers. And the cover's like all oh, a bunch of twisted antlers. I don't, I don't know. know. Dear deer are not scary to me. Carrie Russell, I
0: trust. I don't trust her since she chopped her hair off. But you burnt me, Felicity.
1: If you have anything spooky, just let us know. We want to hear it. So we have received our very first, I don't even know what to call it, our first. Fan mail. Fan mail. I guess. Yeah. So Katie B from Wisconsin mailed us a beautiful Halloween card, and she included two colorings. Her, her kids, kids made.
0: colored these two, and I it's so sweet. as a mother know how precious yes, I that, that is, and how. Much children love to give their that
1: is I know I their love pictures that.
0: and their colorings away, and it is the sweetest, Isn't, precious thing ever. We're gonna post it on our Instagram. Yeah, we'll
1: post it. We'll keep it. Thank you so much, Katie. Tell your kiddos thank you. The the card is Emma so and cute. Austin
0: want to share some of their art with both of you.
1: Precious.
0: Thank you, Emma. And thank you, Austin. Emma and Austin. So sweet. So sweet.
1: Was, that was such a cool surprise. Very cool. We appreciate mm, it so much. We, do. we really do. We have two episodes now for patrons only on our Patreon at patreon.com slash United States of Murder. And I've been good at once I edit them, I upload them early for our patrons, like at least a day early. Sometimes it won't always be early because sometimes stuff happens and I can't get it up until Sunday night. It's ad free. It's early. You get extra stuff on there. We've been sending out stickers and stuff, so thank you so much to all of our patrons. We are close to the end of our um, 13 Bob, Days of Halloween giveaway. Oh, I
0: thought you meant our season. I'm like, well, we only have five places
1: left. We only have, okay, do we really? Is it just five? It's just five. Delaware is next week. We have
0: Delaware, Wyoming, Oklahoma. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Rhode Island. West Virginia.
1: Yeah, so six. We have Rhode Island, too. Shit. We haven't done Rhode Island. Six. We have six. <laughs> if any of you have any interesting, lesser-known case suggestions for these states, please DM us. I was looking today, and I think it's going to be tough. Some states are harder than others. Some states are
0: harder than others. Because that.
1: we're not wanting to cover the like the Girl Scout murders, for example, of Oklahoma. That's It's terrible, but it's been done a lot. We want... Something lesser known.
0: Did your neighbor cut her husband's head off and then bury his body in the backyard? We want to hear about it.
1: Oh, man. Did your grandma. We have been getting some really cool emails, though, I will say. And I've been, I've made an Excel list now. I've been adding them. We haven't gotten any for those states, but we have for other states. So we thank you for your suggestions. Those mean a lot to us. Thank you for all the really nice reviews. Uh, we don't know why, but Apple ratings and reviews help us get noticed in the algorithms and they really help us out a lot. So thank you very much for your kind words. We appreciate those. And if you're not already, follow us on Instagram at United States of Murder and on Facebook and Twitter at US Seven Podcast. We have just a few more days left of our giveaway. Mm-hmm. And s- just go to our Instagram or Facebook. Check those out. It's basic stuff like like, tag chair. If you've ever done a giveaway, you get the gist. Mm -hmm. It's easy. But we have some fun goodies on there because we love Halloween. Anyway, anything else? Lacey's having a Halloween party, so stay tuned for those photos. (laughs) We'll see what those costumes look like.
0: All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.